guys, it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We are nearing the end of our best Lent ever faith journey. However, the days ahead are going to be some of the most difficult. But know that we must have the crucifixion before the resurrection. We are being called to continue to reflect on our own lives. Invite God into our hearts and have Him be the light and hope that guides us. May we all have the anticipation for the resurrection as we do for Christmas and Jesus' birth. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We hope you have prepared to emerge strengthened. All right, everyone. Good morning. Today is day 35 of our best Lent ever journey. We're closing into this final week. It is Holy Week, um, and we're excited that you have joined us and are uh, continuing on this journey. I know it's getting long and difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, I have a lot to share today. It's it's kind of exciting um, and nerve-wracking all at the same time. So um, yes, so let's begin today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we pray that you continue to show us the way on this journey. Help us to be patient Help us to learn to love, to love more deeply than we could ever imagine. Now that we have had time to spend dedicated time with our family, not feeling like we need to be pulled in multiple directions, help us to cherish that time and value that time and spend it with those whom we love most dearly. Help us to remain connected with those who are, are far away from us or even in our community that we can't be around. I pray that you continue to guide us and show us the way, grant us patience and love and nurture, and be that light that we need to provide us hope that we continue on and continue to do your will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, everyone, I'm going to have to share this right away because i got to get off my chest. <laughs> So this weekend on Saturday, uh, John spiked a fever, um, and as you know, as a veterinarian, he had to continue doing his daily job and be around people and such, and we don't know what that is, but immediately when we found out that he had a fever, he became quarantined to our bedroom. We haven't been in there. I had a whole pile of laundry that needed folded, haven't touched it. I got all my stuff that I needed for the next few days out, and uh, the rest of us have been um, staying away from there. So uh, it's nerve-wracking to go from what you expected and life as you expected to uh, single parenting, I guess. Um, uh, you don't realize all that somebody does for you or that John did, you know, did and contributed, even just regulating the kids and <laughs> trying to be the referee between them. Um, and so... I share this uh, because, you know, we don't know um, what he has. They're not really testing in Iowa. Veterinarians are not considered essential employees or essential workers at this point. Um, and so he will go in on Monday, or I guess this morning. It is Monday. <laughs> um, he will go in this morning, and um, they won't test him for coronavirus, but they will test him for strep or influenza to rule those things out. So... Please pray for him um, and for us. It, it is very crazy to see how how this changes so quickly. 
Um, and so I encourage you, you know, as we're reading this, it's be patient and um, we learn about how we are called and such. Um, but know that this is very, very serious. Um, I'll tell you. So he has a fever. Um, he has a terrible, terrible headache, like can't even hardly get out of bed. His whole body hurts. Um, it could just be the flu. That's what it kind of seems like. He says he kind of feels like he has bronchitis, you know, like the the thickness in your chest. Um, but he doesn't isn't coughing. Um, and so that's what I thought it would be. Um, but it's not that. So who knows? He might not have it. Um, but to be on the safe side, if you have any symptoms, you're really called to quarantine yourself and not expose yourself to anyone. Um, as hard as that might be, and I know our kids especially are struggling because they don't know when they get to see dad and um, yes he can go out of his room luckily our bedroom has a door to the outdoors um, onto the deck and he can go about his business there's also a bathroom connected so thankfully that's the case um, but I encourage you that you never know when you might get start to get symptoms um, and you're supposed to quarantine so be prepared that that is coming they're saying that this this week could be our hardest week yet so who knows if that's the case so be patient and know that uh, the Lord is still with us and so luckily I have the hope and guidance of all that we've been doing so far and know that um, he will be okay he will be fine he is a healthy um, guy who is active and doesn't have any other pre-existing conditions so um, he should be fine it's protecting him from others um, that he could potentially come in contact with so we're thinking that he probably won't go to work all week this week um, and just stay there so we keep feeding him <laughs> and doing whatever we can so please pray for John okay so let's continue on um, our first reading today um, our Lord says, and you know, just like uh, God created Jesus, um, and, and Jesus, he also created us. So the same God who created Jesus to die for all of our sins and do all of this for us also created us in his likeness. <clears throat> and so he said, here's my servant who, I'm a, who I uphold. And he talks a lot in here, um, or they share in here, all, all of the wonderful things um, that God has done to prepare our world. You know, he gave us the trees and the land um, and the air that we breathe and all of this. And I can't help but think um, during this time, you know, when all of us are staying home, we aren't polluting our earth. Uh, and they're saying that the streams and waters are becoming even clearer um, and that maybe our world needs to heal um, from all of our actions. So uh, be thinking about that. But it says in, in that first reading, I have called each one of you for the victory of justice. He grabbed us by our hand, formed us as a light for the nations. Think about that. As we, became, as we started on this journey, um, and this is just one part of our lives, but Jesus took us by our hand and said, I want you to do this. I'm calling you to, to do this faith journey. And maybe it wasn't this faith journey. Maybe it's been something else in your life. But Jesus was along there, or God was along there with us, just like he took Jesus's hand and said, trust me um, and be with me. So he has formed us as a light for the world. 
Because we are being called to open the eyes to those who are blind. And maybe it's not physically blind like we would know it, but maybe it's being blind to the love of God. Being blind to knowing that God is there for all salvation. And we're also being called to bring out the prisoners from confinement. Those who feel um, pressured by their sins um, or feel confined by their sins, um, I, I can't help but... Um, think about this quarantine as this as we find out um, about the being in confinement. Um, we are being confined because of our sins, but instead of letting that way that letting that weigh us down and getting in our way, we're being called to help set those people free. So we're being called to not only call people to touch base with them, but also to help them know that God loves them. So share that word uh, with all people at this time. So in that psalm reading, I absolutely love it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I be afraid? So keep remembering that the Lord is your light and your salvation. That is how we are going to get through all of this and any challenge that we might be faced with in our lives. So then the gospel reading says, uh, Jesus went out and had dinner with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So he was invited to their home, was um, going to be sharing dinner with them. And so um, Mary washed Jesus's feet with expensive oils, perfumed oils, um, and then dried his feet with her hair. This is actually one of my favorite um, parts of Holy Week. Typically on Thursday night, uh, we, Thursday night or Holy Thursday, we are to wash each other's um, feet so that we know that we are a servant and those who are servants, even our priests, have their feet washed. And it is very symbolic of this very moment in that um, even though Jesus um, was there to be part of the crowd, uh, to be part of their uh, family, if you will, that, that Mary then washed his feet and um, with, with the very most expensive oils. But Judas Iscariot said, well, he was very upset and condemned her um, for using those expensive oils because that is something that they could use for money. Um, and she, you know, and Jesus immediately says to, says to him, let her keep that oil. Let her use it for the day of my burial. And so Jesus knew, this was kind of some foreshadowing, that Jesus knew that he would be dying um, and that he would die for all. And so he said, how about you use, let her use that for my burial, um, because it is the most um, coveted thing that could happen right then and, and the best use of those oils, even though they could have made money for that and they were poor. So people started to gather around once again, and we keep seeing this throughout all of the readings that we have uh, during Holy Week. People continue to gather because they're drawn in um, by Jesus's love and his teachings and so he, we're called in to join around him and uh, celebrate what, what Jesus has, has given us. But at the same time, that same audience, that same crowd, and even in the readings yesterday from the Passion of Our Lord Jesus, um, the crowd becomes the ones who are then um, tempted by sin and join in the masses who are saying, crucify him, crucify him. It just gives me chills every single time to know that um, we are, you know, just like sheep and we kind of follow 
um, follow the rest of the herd. But we're invited today to um, counteract that culture, to be there, to show up for, for Jesus during this time and continue to be strong in our faith and to resemble that of others. And so then I also wanted to share just a little bit about our reading in that Rediscover the Saints book. Um, we learn about Saint Ralph uh, and his love for learning and his patience to be patient and continue to love. And I would say at, at this time, you know, uh, I compare this back to John and, and it was funny because throughout our early stages of him being a veterinarian um, and me being a stressed out mom, <laughs> Um, however much that might be. Um, my joke always was John has patience because he's a veterinarian. Um, patience as in um, clients, if you will. Um, and I said, I don't have patience. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a vet. I don't have patience. Um, but that was something that I've had to learn over time to be patient, to be present, and to be okay with where life is at this moment. Um, as I've shared with you before, I'm very much a planner and a scheduler and prepare things. Um, but during this whole Lenten journey, uh, when I first started thinking about how would I go about this, I kept being called to say, Shelly, don't prepare at all. Just let God speak through you. And I think it's better, I would say, than I could have ever prepared. Um, I did look through um, just to see what pieces there would be each week. Um, and knowing I would have a reading from the book um, and then our daily readings, which I was already used to. Um, and along the way, I think God has planted a few things um, that I needed to help give me some guidance, uh, whether that's um, Bishop Barron's, Robert Barron's, um, his messages and reflections on the gospel readings. Uh, maybe it's listening to some other of the pre-streaming videos that I wouldn't have had access to um, had this whole thing not been happening. And so even though I'm the type of person who wants to plan and wants to prepare, sometimes, and especially as it relates to our faith, we have to let God be in charge. Um, and I'm very grateful that I've been able to open up and do that um, because that's not always been the case, uh, especially in my life. Um, so as we learn about Ralph, um, St. Ralph, know that our love expands and our faith expands. So he describes in the reading there um, how um, as we get more children, we kind of wonder how could we have even more love than we already have. Um, but it's amazing as more people come into our lives and especially with our children, our love expands, but also our trust in our Lord. And so that faith also expands and that's what we're being called to do even today, to continue to love one another, but expand that to love more people. Um, and have faith that God will be there to guide us. And one of the biggest things that we're being called to do right now are, are to continue to help educate our children. As they are not going to school right now, their schooling might look different. I know it does in my house than what they would be doing um, if they were in the classroom with their teachers. Uh, but know that education begins at home and that love for our children and us being a role model for our children, sometimes that's telling us, and this is something I have had to adjust to in the last couple of weeks, is that our work is not the most important thing. Going to school is not the most important thing. 
but being there for one another and helping each other learn in new and different ways, that is what's most important. To know that they have that support system at home, that we believe in them and are going to help them. And yes, it is difficult because change is difficult. And I know in our house, um, that has been a lot of adjusting to. Um, and sometimes each of the kids have to do some things on their own. And they have to be expected um, that they will follow suit and that they will continue to learn. But also at the same point, we push that learning maybe too much at times and forget that we need to just be present and be with them. So having the patience and knowing that that learning will come. And I'll tell you, I'll be the first to say, I am not a teacher. <laughs> I don't have the patience. Um, and I have a great, great, great respect for all of the teachers that um, our children have had over time and the, the patience that they have in the classroom and to helping one another learn. But know that slow and steady is what will win this race. If we're, all about, if we're on this journey, know that this slow and steady and having patience and knowing what's most important, we have to trust in our Lord. We have to trust that God is there with us, helping to guide us and to mold us. So don't be so focused on how things should be, how a classroom is taught, or how your work should be done. Um, because remember, those are the societal norms. Those are the things that we're being called to be counterculture in. So think about what is most important. How are we able to continue to do the work we do, but maybe allow God to enter our lives and help him to be our guidance um, with that? Because we remember, if we focus on love and faith and devotion, those things are what can help us expand our faith, expand our love, and to grow in a closer relationship with our Lord. So let's close today uh, with a word, word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, grant us that patience that we need to trust in you that all will be okay. Please be with those who are suffering today, whether or not they know they have the coronavirus, whether they're on the front lines facing uh, the needs of those who are struggling with, with illness. Help us to know that all will be okay. It may look different than what we're used to. We may be quarantined to our home, but don't let that stop our love for you and our love for one another. Help us during this time to be, be patient, to wait, to know that you are going to go through this crucifixion and the, and the terrible things that happened to our Lord Jesus toward the end of this week. But know that the resurrection is coming. Know that we will be refreshed and renewed in your name. But we must be patient and we must follow your light and your salvation. Dear Lord, please be with all those who are struggling today. We hope that you will guide us in knowing the right decisions to make and to trust that you will be with us no matter what happens. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you for joining with us today. I pray that you all have a wonderful day and uh, continue to pray for John. Um, and all of those who might be feeling some of the symptoms that are similar to the coronavirus. Have a wonderful day, everyone. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. 
Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.